sometime around the end of March, I started praying, praying like really, really hard that God would bring an end to this pandemic. Um, but, but I was very specific with what I was asking God. God, wouldn't it be awesome if this pandemic would end on Easter Sunday? And, and I even told God how I thought he should do it, um, <laughs> which always, always goes well. Um, I said, God, as the sun is rising on Easter Sunday, you know, through every time zone, you know, the virus will slowly be eradicated. You know, you, you would kill that virus. And as that sun goes through every time zone, every sick person would be healed. And, and wouldn't that be awesome? Would that be like amazing? Because then it would be really clear and the whole world would know that Jesus Christ is alive and that Jesus Christ is, is Lord of, of, of heaven and earth. And he has power over everything that happens on earth. And the whole world would come to believe. I mean, I'm sure there would be some, some skeptics, you know, the conspiracy theorists. But a lot of people would come to believe. And everyone would know that Christianity is the way. And, and, and our, our churches would be full of people. And people would come back to church. And there would be so many conversions and so many vocations. And we would know, like... Peter says in the second reading that we had gone through this trial for a short time so that our faith would come to bring glory to the name of Jesus Christ. And it would glorify Jesus Christ. Needless to say, you know, Easter Sunday came and went and here we are a week later and there's still a virus and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. And I have to admit that it was a little disappointing. But only because I failed to remember that that first Easter Sunday, 2,000 years ago, was probably not that different. You know, Jesus rose on that Sunday, and for the most part, it went unnoticed. I mean, except for the, maybe the soldiers that, that were guarding the tomb or, or the women that, that went to visit the tomb in the morning or the very few people to whom Jesus appeared. Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. Around the world, that day was just like any other day. For most people around the world, it was just any other Sunday with its with his joys, I suppose, but also with his challenges, with, with its trials and, and difficulties. I mean, even for the apostles, every single gospel tells us that they were afraid. Even after Jesus appeared to them, they were, they were afraid, they were confused, they were worried about what was to come. They didn't understand why things were happening or what was happening. Um, here we are today in the gospel today, a week after Jesus has already appeared to them, and they're still self-isolated in a room with the doors locked because they're afraid of the Jewish authorities. And that's why the first gift that Jesus brings to them, 
and it's the gift that he brings us today as well, is the gift of his peace. And you might think that maybe peace is not what you need right now. Peace in the sense of an absence of conflict. But the peace that Jesus brings, that shalom, is so much more than an absence of conflict. Shalom means wholeness. And Jesus wants you to be whole, to, to find wholeness. And, and that's what the world needs right now. The world needs to be, be brought back to wholeness. Maybe in, 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 in a strange kind of way, this little virus, that's what it's doing. It's, it's, it's forcing us to come back to wholeness, to be whole. And that gift of wholeness leads to the second gift that Jesus brings the apostles that day. And that's the gift of joy. Because the gospel says that the apostles, when they realized that it was the Lord, they had seen the Lord, they rejoiced. It's the gift of joy. And maybe joy is something that you're having a hard time finding today. Maybe you've been laid off. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you're, you're, you're very worried about a future that is so uncertain. Maybe you're anxious about that. Maybe you're sick. Maybe there's a loved one in your family who's sick and you're worried and it's hard to find joy. At the same time, I think that this crisis has forced us to find joy in those places where we wouldn't think so, in spending more time with our families, um, spending more time with the things that matter, less distractions, and there's joy in that. And that's a gift that Jesus brings us. And the gift of wholeness and the gift of joy lead to a third gift that Jesus brings us today. And that's the gift of purpose. Now, he gives the apostles a very specific purpose, a very specific mission to bring his forgiveness to the whole world, his gift of mercy. And that's a very specific gift. I don't know, maybe for you, this time is a time where you feel that you need forgiveness, reconciliation. But I would think that for most of us, our purpose during this time might be very, very simple and might, might just be stay at home. Stay at home and help stop the spread of this disease. Maybe you have a, a different purpose. Maybe you're a frontline worker. Maybe you're someone working in those essential services that are so important so that we can have the things that are essential. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your sacrifice. There's joy in that. Maybe your purpose during this time is as simple as spending less time watching Netflix and, and spending more time with your family, spending more time in prayer, spending more time helping your family find wholeness and purpose and find joy. You know, 2,000 years ago, Jesus appeared to those 12 apostles and maybe some other people that were there. I'm sure Mary was there. And he brought them the gift of wholeness, the gift of joy, and the gift of purpose. And he gives us these gifts to us today as well. Not just today, but all the time. 
all the time. Maybe today is a time where we feel that we need them more. And what's difficult is that in the midst of a crisis, it's hard to recognize that. You, you might not feel joy. You might not feel like there's a purpose. You might not feel like you're whole. You might not feel that wholeness, that peace. You might not feel that Jesus is present. And maybe that's because you're making the same mistake that I made, which is looking for Jesus, the glorified Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, ignoring the crucified Jesus, because you cannot separate the glorified Jesus from his wounds. And that's why the first thing that Jesus says after he gives him peace is he shows them his wounds. Don't be afraid to look for the wounds of Jesus, the scars of Jesus. Don't be afraid to look for his glory in his wounds, in his scars. There's a lot of people that are wounded right now. And God knows that when this is all over, there's going to be a lot of scars. That's where we can find Christ. Don't be afraid to look for him in your suffering in your wounds, in your scars. Give him your wounds. Give him your scars. Give him your suffering. Give him your worries. Give him your fears. Give him your anxiety. Give him your confusion so that he can transform them. Glorify them in the same way that he does every time we gather here to celebrate the Eucharist. And when we do that, you will find wholeness. You will find peace. You will find purpose. And when you do, you will find joy. And the name of Jesus Christ will be glorified.